Welcome to Raising the New Earth. I'm Brooke. And I'm Noah. We are both mothers and holistic nutritionists, health coaches here to share our experiences and engage in new perspectives in health, food, nature, consciousness, and spirituality, all through the greater lands of motherhood. This podcast is here to call us to higher levels of consciousness and tap into a greater potential for ourselves, our children, and humanity as a whole. We explore the role we can individually and collectively play to birth, nourish, and co-create a more beautiful world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Raising the New Earth. I'm your host, Noah Dory, and this is another bite-sized episode, and this week is all about food chemicals that make us sick. So if you have any chronic illness or suffer from symptoms such as headaches, acne, eczema, reproductive issues, bloating, IBS, weight gain, SIBO, or any other symptom or condition, or if you just want to live your best uh, your best health um, possible, then it is important to start reading labels. And it is important to read not just the marketing front of a package, but to actually turn it around and look at the ingredients. Um, unfortunately, these food chemicals are everywhere. They're in adults' food, children's food, and even babies' foods. So I would highly encourage every parent and every individual out there to just start reading labels. Um, these are super addictive, addicting food chemicals. I personally can attest to um, how I feel after I consume some of them. Um, and if you haven't seen a practitioner in a long time, a compassionate practitioner who knows how to restore your gut bacteria and work on um, starving any pathogens that you currently have existing in your body and build that nutritional equity and that health equity within you, you may feel these food chemicals even more than the average person. So let's start with the first on our list. The first is aspartame and other artificial sweeteners. So you will find aspartame and other sweeteners in diet sodas, and it's it can be hidden as flavoring, uh, whatever that means. It can be hidden under the name flavoring. The problem with aspartame is that it goes so deep into the liver, um, and it is stored in the liver and tends to injure small blood vessels within our liver and what it does it causes them to to shrink um other artificial sweeteners are also highly toxic so you know check your uh your little uh zero calorie sugar at uh your favorite coffee spot next time and you know try to go for something else coconut sugar is always a good one um, if you suffer, suffer from uh, diabetes, then you can try stevia. Um, stevia does have aftertaste and it does matter what ingredients are in that particular stevia that you are going to put into your coffee or your tea. Um, I love raw honey, um, pure maple syrup, coconut sugar, um, monk fruit, again, monk fruit and stevia, some people are still sensitive to it and it's important to find the cleanest form possible. You can actually buy the stevia plant and put that into your tea or coffee. And I've done that before. It's actually quite delicious. 
Um, yeah, and just remember that just because it is derived from a plant, the end result is not at all what the plant had. So just look at other ingredients and, you know, try and see for yourself if it's something that bothers you or not. So that will be the first on our list as pertains. I mean, every time I I meet a girlfriend for coffee or tea, I just, I cringe when I see them reaching for that type of uh, sweetener. Also, it's in a lot of uh, sodas that I see at, you know, kids' birthday parties. And I, 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 I just educate my kids. I just tell them, you know what, it has a chemical that's called aspartame. It makes you X, Y, Z. Why don't we choose something else? Or I can bring you soda that doesn't have that. So, you know, just if the child is, is old enough, you can absolutely make them partner in their wellness journey. The second one on the list is um, citric acid. So citric acid is super irritating to the lining of the stomach and the intestinal tract, and it can cause a whole lot of inflammation in that area and a lot of discomfort, especially if you're sensitive to it. Citric acid, the additive, it is not the same as the thing that naturally occurs in citrus fruit. So this is not the naturally occurring acid in citrus at all. So we're not going to confuse the two. The citrus itself is a very healing food, and we talk about it all the time. Lemon water first thing in the morning uh, with a little bit of either raw honey or if you feel uh, super dehydrated, a little bit of Celtic sea salt or Himalayan salt is very beneficial. I use that as a gentle uh, liver detox first thing in the morning. And when it's cold outside, I use a little bit of warm water. So it's warm lemon water. Um, so this is a very, very good thing to have. But the isolated ingredient of citric acid, however, it is corn derived. And some of them is, are even mold that actually are mold. So if you are experiencing any kind of discomfort, just keep an eye out for any citric acid in in your ingredient food labels and just skip the foods that have it. Uh, I noticed that in some packages, they will replace, because they use it as a preservative, They some more aware companies will use lemon juice as the actual citrus in 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 the, in the citric fruit. So that is an, a legit one. That is an encouraged one. I will always go for the lemon juice as opposed to citric acid. I just I try to avoid as like the plague. The next one is MSG, monosodium glutamate. Um, MSG is a hard one uh, for the brain. It goes deep into your brain tissues. It can cause inflammation. It can cause swelling. And it actually kills thousands of thousands of your brain cells. It disrupts electrical impulses, weakens your neurotransmitters, burnout neurons, and can make you feel confused and anxious and even lead to microstrokes. Um, so it is highly toxic, especially for your central nerve system. It is very harmful if you have any illness that involves brain or some central nervous system. I see it a lot with the children in my clinic, um, if if I have any children that suffer from ADD, ADHD, or just um, sensory issues whatsoever, I I that will be the first thing I advise the parent to really really stay away from MSG, and and I also add stay away from natural flavors, citric acid, all of that. It is a highly addicting additive that 
you should always avoid. So MSG is um, can be found under different labels. It's anything that's going to say glutamate on the label, hydrolyzed, autolyzed, uh, protease, carrageenan, maltodextrin, sodium cassianate, uh, balsamic vinegar, barley malt, malt extract, yeast extract has MSG in it, brewer's yeast, corn starch, wheat, wheat starch, wheat starch, uh, gelatin, textured protein, modified food starch, soy sauce, soy protein, whey protein, bouillon that I stay away from, stock, and just seasoning. Just the general name seasoning. All of those have MSG. Again, if you know you're sensitive, or if you don't know you're sensitive, just stay away from it for a week. See how your body reacts to it. And then when you bring it in, you'll know that this is a, a highly addicting central nervous system destroyer. So just, you know, do your own trial and error. Another food chemical that hurts us is anything that says natural and artificial flavors, whatever that means. Honestly, it is the same thing as hidden MSG. Any ingredient with a name like natural flavor is not natural at all. Natural cherry flavor, natural orange flavor, natural lemon, natural fruit flavor, natural vanilla. They're, they're not even fruit extracts. Um, the same goes for any smoke flavor, turkey flavor, beef flavor, natural peppermint flavor. You get the picture, right? So, um, natural vanilla flavor, same thing. But pure vanilla extract is safe to use. So you see the difference? There's no flavor in that name. And each type of natural flavor potentially contains about 100 different chemicals, more than 100 different chemicals. Um, I don't want to have more than a hundred different chemicals in my body that I don't know of. Uh, and this is really, this is really disconcerting for someone who likes to know what's in my food. Um, and these are pretty much everywhere. You'll see them everywhere. It's there's, there's over 2,500 chemically derived flavor substances used in the United States and Europe. But there are natural flavors that um, that are that are different than the ones in in that are used in the European Union. In the EU, um, in the EU, the natural flavor has got to originate from a vegetable, animal, or microbiological source, and it must be made through a traditional food preparation service process. But in the U.S., natural flavor can be really anything so be cautious be aware i just recently had um a friend reaching out to me about this uh this vegan protein powder that is um that has posted itself and marketed itself as being you know the new multivitamin of the century so I'm reading the ingredients. I'm going down the ingredients. Okay, that looks good. Yeah, it's got broccoli. It's got this. That looks good. That looks good. Until I got to the natural flavor. So I told my friend who happens to have um, a child uh, 
that has some neurological difficulties, I, I actually told that parent that I, I do not um, promote or advocate or encourage having that particular vegan protein powder because it had natural flavor. And I actually noticed with our middle child, um, she, it will do something to her. Like she will go a little cuckoo with that. Like she'll want more of it. So you have to ask yourself, is, is it worth it? No, to me, no, it's not worth it. Another food chemical is nutritional yeast and nutritional yeast is, is an MSG contaminated ingredient. There, there is a reason why it is so addictive and people, even vegan community, they pour it into uh, different dishes of theirs to add flavor um, to countless difference of foods. It also has the potential to be an irritant to the digestive system and feed bugs such as uh, unproductive bacteria. I stay away from nutritional yeast. I know that a lot of people in the vegan community use it as their cheese substitute. I don't. Um, yeah, do your own uh, research and try it on your on your own. Um, another one is just the label preservatives. So preservative is such a blank label, but if you're already anti-preservative type of eater and you buy foods that you just don't recognize, it doesn't mean they're not being sneaked into your food anyway. So it is important to, to note that the accountability on from the side of the 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 companies and the brands uh, is really reckless, uh, at least as you know as far as the preservative labeling goes, and not to mention that preservatives are still in your liver from the hot dogs you ate decades ago, the you know the milkshake with that imitation fruit flavoring that red ice cream that wasn't even strawberry, the, you know, cotton candy from the fair, your liver is still working to break it down from a decade ago. So I personally don't want to burden my liver with new preservatives. They just came to the market, you know. Um, another one is alcohol. So alcohol honestly should not be <clears throat> such a polarity topic. To me, I cannot drink alcohol for the life of me. I tried it a couple of times. I ended up not feeling good at all. It is extremely hard on the liver, extremely hard. And when you feel dizzy, your liver feels dizzy as well. When you feel drunk, your liver is actually drunk as well. It causes the liver to become stagnant. And again, it injures the liver cells and it becomes sluggish. When when someone drinks, it prevents the liver from extracting and retaining any vitamins, any minerals, any helpful materials that are also coming through the blood. It really slows down, just like it slows down your brain, it slows down your your perception, your your actions. It also slows down the liver's ability to run it's over 2000 different chemical functions within the body. So, and, and there's, there's, you know, a little, a little side note there is that it is really interesting that 
in our society, if you don't drink, something is wrong with you. Like I'm being encouraged to drink at every single get together, whether it's with, you know, girlfriends or um, with neighbors, like something must be wrong with me if I don't drink. And it just, it raises a question of like, what type of a society did we come to you to? Did we, did we turn into that we need alcohol to numb whatever it is that is going on in our lives and just make ourselves into a fool. I don't, I don't get it. So for me, it's a no thank you. I mean, we did go to a vacation recently and I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drink. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to see how it is. I haven't, you know, had a drink in a decade. I'm going to have a drink. And it made me so dizzy. I couldn't finish that drink. It made me so blurry so weak I was like oh my gosh if this is how I'm supposed to feel when I'm having fun then no thank you no thank you but again balance I do promote balance <clears throat> if someone does like drinking and you know their blood sugar levels are not um worrying uh worrying some then I don't like taking away the client's you know, only, only, only thing that he or she are looking forward to at the end of the day. So what I do say to my clients is like, cut it in half. So if you've been cooking with wine and without you even noticing or enjoying the wine, you're, you know, you're, you're chugging down two, three glasses of wine. That's too much. That's too, too many. So if you're going to do wine, you know, or whatever you choose to drink, just make sure that you do one or cut it in half and do it in a way that you really enjoy yourself. So I personally do not enjoy alcohol, but if you do enjoy alcohol, just make sure it's responsible. Just make sure this is not done under pressure it's because your bodies are doing it at the end of a bicycle ride or a bike ride or meeting at the bar. Make sure you do it because you want to do it and tame yourself to a point where you can enjoy one if you don't enjoy just one, then Houston, we got a problem. Also, in the case of any herbal tinctures, you want to seek out those alcohol-free versions and avoid ones that have ethanol in them as well. Um, I don't use tinctures with alcohol. I use tinctures with uh, glycerin. Um, what else? I think, well, I think that is about it. I mean, there are other... Plenty of other troublemakers, not in our food, but in our skincare. And that's a whole other topic. And just remember that what you put on your on your body goes into your body. So look for things that are more naturally derived. Um, and and just be aware that it is being just because it is being marketed as a healthy whatever, whatever, doesn't mean it really is. So do your research. The good thing, I always say to my friends, the good things in this era is that everything is within reach. And if you have any doubts, if you have any questions, just look up that ingredient and then just try. See if your body actually accepts it um, or rejects it. And the only way you're going to know is by, by trying. Okay? So I hope that this was a helpful 
episode for you. Um, if you have any questions, you can reach out to raising the new earth podcast at gmail.com. And I will see you again and talk to you again next week. Bye. Have a wonderful day, wonderful week, and we will talk with you soon. Settle down your chopper. Let the morning breeze caress your desire. Every night in my dreams, I hope for future life invites our worlds to collide.